0: Hello and welcome to the Bloom Booster Podcast, a cannabis business and culture show where we dive into the stories behind the people that are building cannabis brands and businesses. I'm your host, Sam Q. Grows Houston. Today's episode is with Mass Medical Strains. He's a breeder from Massachusetts who has created quite the following throughout New England and online. His strains have won awards, and he's been featured in High Times Magazine. We dive into all that in today's episode and more. Before we dive in, I want to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Bloom Booster podcast is presented by Cannabuzz, a cannabis social network on iOS, Android, and online at cannabuzz.app. We are an indie alternative to your other social networks that you might be using, and we allow you to post all the cannabis content you want. So please check us out again. We're Cannabis uh, wherever you uh, download your apps. This show is also sponsored by Optic Foliar. Optic Foliar has created several foliar products, and Overgrow is definitely my favorite. It's a multi-purpose spray that delivers nutrients with a full spectrum. Uh, MPK and micronutrients, while also being a spray that can be applied in full sunlight. So you don't have to worry about, you know, turning off your lights or doing it at the end of the day or whatever. You can apply it whenever you want. So check it out. Um, check out Optic Foliar products on Amazon. Ask for them at your local grow shop or hit them up online at opticfoliar.ca that's it so thank you everyone for listening to bloom booster and supporting the show please tell a friend if you enjoyed this episode or our other episodes and please give us a review on whatever podcast app you use and uh without further ado here's our interview with mass medical strains Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bloom Booster podcast. Today, I'm excited to be talking to a cannabis breeder, Mass Medical Strains. How are you doing, man?
1: Doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you, too. Um, the The cannabis breeding game is a really interesting space to me, especially right now. Um, we're at the end of 2019. So we uh, Cannabis is becoming legalized all over the place um, and people are starting to grow. You know, it it was a year ago that Canada fully legalized. So a lot of people are interested in growing cannabis right now. So it's an exciting time.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's becoming a lot easier for more people to grow and communicate with each other about growing and stuff like that.
0: Totally. So, um, how might people know you, if you don't mind kind of introducing yourself real quick, um, how might people know you, um, from the internet or, um, and then also kind of on the breeding side, how, how long you've been, um, breeding.
1: Cool. Um, so actually people are going to be pretty surprised, but I've only been breeding for like six years or so. Um, I think, what year is it? 20. Yeah. (laughs) And so, Basically, um, I started out just kind of, you know, I wanted to grow, and it was growing, and then I was super fascinated by the whole thing, like, as I was doing the process, and then I was like, you know, my friend gave me seeds, and he doesn't have any more, so I better make some seeds, and it seems easy enough, and yeah. so ever since that first grow, I've just been making seeds, and, you know, you can just pollinate, like, a single branch if you're not... Trying to make too many. And so I pollinated a branch of each one of my plants and then I grew the one from my best one. And I realized, like, damn, this is really cool. You, you know, you get to see how plants combine and you can improve them and you can try to look for those traits that you liked in the one before and stuff like that. And so I naturally just got like super into the whole process and just vibing with the plants and seeing what I could create and stuff like that and then you know over time it evolved as I like got super super into growing really fast and experimenting a ton and doing all kinds of stuff and just fell in love with it a lot so um you know then I got to um learn from some really awesome mentors people a lot older than me with a lot of experience so I was pretty lucky like to I don't know, everything just kind of fell into place and found something that I really liked. And so I got to, like, just keep doing that. And fast forward to now, and I don't know, people seem to really, really like what I'm doing for whatever reason. I think it's honestly just because, like, I go way too ham with anything that I do. So, like, it's all that I do, and I put in a lot of work. And then I'm, like, way too picky. So people seem to, like what I like and I don't like much stuff so I'm throwing out most of the stuff and just keeping what I really do like and it seems to like I don't know I guess it makes a difference because not everyone does it that way
0: yeah that's an interesting kind of way to put it I think it's interesting it's kind of like uh since you're putting that out there and people are picking it up it's like being a DJ or creating a playlist or something like that and putting it out there and people are really vibing with whatever you're putting down there so what are the, you have a couple, um, well, I mean, you have quite a few strains on your website, which is massmedicalstrains.com, if any of the listeners want to look it up and, and see all, all the things that you've got going on. But you've got a lot of different strains there. What were, um, you know, standout strains that people might know you?
1: Definitely. So my um, basically the backbone to a lot of my work is star pupil, which is actually a creation from, it stems from my very first grow ever. And there was this really, really awesome plant. And, you know, I grew the seeds off of that one and I found this even better, totally amazing, deep purple plant. And I called it Star Pupil. And it's got a really, really special high, a really unique flavor. And I've just never seen anything like it. I've grown tons and tons of genetics from all over the world and, you know, talked to a lot of people. And it's just totally unique. So, It's You know, a lot of people say purple weed doesn't really get you high and stuff like that, and this is an exception. I mean, the reality is that, you know, green weed and purple weed, it could be good, it could be bad. The color has nothing to do with anything, but, you know, a lot of people just choose purple for purple and they forget, like, to check if it gets you high or not, so my thing has always been, like, uh breeding for effect selecting plants for effect if it has like a really standout high where it's like something different something unique it feels better it feels awesome uh feels medicinal whatever it is if there's something special to it i'll continue working with it if there's nothing special to it and i forget about it it's boring then that's not going to make the cut and so star pupil had this really 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 awesome high super positive and uplifting I find it to be like, I don't know, motivational and spiritual, but also at the same time, it's very medicinal and it helps me a lot with my pains and stomach and digestive issues and stuff like that. So, overall, it's just a fantastic plant. And that's, you know, that's why I named it Star Pupil because it's just like everything I could ever imagine. And I use that in a lot of crosses too because it has this awesome effect when you breed with it that it kind of enhances both parents and a lot of times you'll get something out that's even better than each parent by itself so another strain of mine that's been really popular lately is the Pu tang which is star pupil and tangy crossed together and that was a really special tangy that i found from a pheno hunt from a bunch of their seeds and it was like this really fast finishing but really sativa tangy type And so just for fun, I crossed it with the Star Pupil to see what would happen. And it just came out absolutely beautiful. The Terps was, like, super crazy because it just combined, like, that Star Pupil. People just call it Pupil Funk because there's no way to describe the way that the Star Pupil smells because it's so unique. (laughs) But it has, like, this Pupil Funk, and then it kind of mixes it with like the orange from the tangy, and it's like a really sharp orange that cuts through everything and is really really delicious but when i smoked it i was like damn everything is chrome i'm like so happy right now it's like the, i don't know everything is so bright and vibrant and focused and cheery and you know i just thought like damn this is a happy high this is super special i'm going to share this one to see how people like it and It turned out that it was a little bit, like, more special than I even thought. Um, You know, I actually, I don't usually share clones. I'm usually just all about seeds. But I even let this clone out because it was so good. And also a whole bunch of packs of seeds. And so people were growing the clone. People were growing the seeds. And I got feedback from a lot of people that they were like, dude, this weed is something else. This is, like, a new level of, like... I don't know, it's, it's so uplifting and therapeutic. And a few people told me that it like completely pulled them out of like years of deep depression. That's and really two cool. different people told me that it saved their lives. So was like, I, I still cannot believe it. It's absolutely amazing. I just <laughs> thought it was really, really good weed, right. like, really happy weed that makes me feel really good, you know, but people came to me with like stories that literally brought me to like tears because it's it's really crazy, but even if you're just like a recreational user, like it, I'm also, I mean, I'm always selecting for the highs and stuff, so it's just a really unique feeling high, and I think it's a lot of fun for anyone. and I guess it can be very therapeutic
0: too. Yeah, Tangy is an awesome uh, strain, anyways, in terms of being an uplifting strain and having those interesting uh, citrus terps like you said so that mixed with star pupil that sounds awesome
1: yeah totally and a lot of people say that's definitely like one of my best strains and i'd probably have to agree i've been doing a lot of work with that lately
0: that's really cool so so you started growing and you started breeding basically at the same time with star pupil i was interested in like how did you get started from going from growing to uh, While well, you were breeding already, uh, breeding and growing at the same time, how did you go from just starting to becoming a breeder, quote unquote, and putting seeds out there into the world? And then people oh, buying okay. them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like
1: I said, I've been making seeds um, since I started growing. And so for me, like growing and seed making is kind of one and the same. It's just a part of it. Like every time I'm growing plants, I'm growing them so that I can smoke them and enjoy them. But I'm also pollinating a branch because I'm like obsessed with just like, you know, making some kind of seeds on everything and see what I can come up with on the side. And so I've been doing that the whole time. And then, um, you know, I found this star pupil, phenol, and I kept clones of it. I learned how to clone and I kept growing it and stuff. And then I was pretty much like, all right, this is such a special plant you know, I could cross it with something else and make more seeds on it, but, like, how do I really, how do I just copy this plant and get it into seed form so that, you know, if I lose this clone, I can still experience this exact plant and not across, because I've seen that, like, you know, each time I make seeds with something and I cross it with something else, you can get something really good out of it, but it's not necessarily going to be the same as it was before because you're crossing something else in. So... You know, I started researching, um, you know, different ways to make seeds um, a little bit more mindfully than just picking the best plants and moving forward with those. But actually seeing, like, how can I lock in something? And so I came up with um, what I read online, basically, you know, make feminized seeds by crossing it to itself. And I thought, okay, that's, you know, that's really perfect because there's no outside genetics getting mixed in and i don't have to worry about males and you know this will be perfect it will be just for me i can just make like you know a bunch of these seeds and then i can grow this plant whenever i want to i don't have to worry about clones if i ever lose it and so i made the feminized seeds and i was like all right we'll see what happens like i wonder if they're actually going to be like the mom or not because some people said they would be some people said they wouldn't be whatever so And in all my years of breeding since, I found that, you know, there's all these rules and there's all these ways you can predict what's going to happen. And they're only mostly correct. They're never always correct. So you have to test out whatever you're doing and see what it actually does, see what the outcome really is. And so in this case, I crossed it to itself and it grew out a bunch of the seeds and I was blown away because they were like spot on representations of the star pupil mom they were like the exact same and I was like damn this is incredible like if anybody else wants to grow this they can grow it and so I gave out some seeds to a few people to try out and they grew it and I was like totally not expecting them to like it or anything like that I was just like you know maybe they'll grow them whatever and they got back to me and they're like dude holy shit what is this like this is you weren't kidding, this is really, really good purple weed, like, I didn't even like purple weed before this, and now I'm enjoying this, this is great, and so I was like, all right, sweet, like, you know, that's, that's cool, and then people actually started asking me for them, and before I knew it, like, I just ran out, or I almost, I saved some for myself, because that was the whole point, right, It's like, to make myself some seeds, but I had enough, that I could share a bunch, and then I ran out of all my extras, and, So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to make another batch. I still have the clone. And
2: now I still have the clone to this day. So I can still keep making the same batch and I
1: can make all kinds of other stuff. But I made another batch and people wanted to buy them. And some seed bank hit me up and was like, hey, we'll sell those seeds for you. Because I didn't want to sell them. I was like, you know.
2: I don't want, I can't accept payment from people. I don't know anything about this field. Like this seems super
1: sketchy, but like, I also think it's really cool that people want to grow my plant. And I know I have something pretty special and unique here. So, you know, how can I make this work? And then the seed bank saw that, like, I had something unique and special. And so they told me like, Hey, make a batch, make us like 50 packs and we'll buy them from you and we'll sell them. And that way you don't have to worry about anything. And so basically, you know, I made another batch and while I made that batch, I made some crosses too with that star pupil pollen. I put it on some of my other keepers at that point because I I was getting more into cloning stuff. And so I ended up getting into like, I clone every single plant that I grow now just in case it's something special that I can grow it again or I could breed with it or do whatever. So yeah. um, So I made those seeds and then... I made some other crosses. I gave some out as freebies. And it basically just kept growing like that. Like, I, I don't know. I had something unique. People wanted it. Word was spread over like Instagram and stuff like that. And mostly word of mouth. And yeah, I was going to say it was all, a lot and, um, of this
0: like conversation and, and people were watching this. Was it a lot of this on Instagram?
1: or you, Yeah, it was, it was all on Instagram. Yeah. And then you know, just the people who had grown my seeds that had gotten them before, yeah. I guess they were mostly on Instagram too or whatever, whatever it they was, talked yeah. to wherever. So yeah, it was, it was just like, you know, people enjoying the plant. Maybe somebody would smoke it with their friend and then their friend would be like, hey, that was nice. What is right. it? Where can I get some? And then they're like, oh, you got to grow it. It's like, you know, some strain that some dude made. It's, it's not like you can't go buy it anywhere yet. You got to
2: grow it. And so I guess like, the demand just grew from there, and then you know they started selling out like crazy
1: pretty
0: fast. That's amazing. So you, um, so you've got you're kind of like shot out of a cannon pretty quickly. Um, you, you, when you 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 found this <laughs> uh strain, you know you have this amazing plant, you're putting the seeds out there, and word starts spreading pretty quickly. Did you? I've noticed that you have a fan following i don't know if you have uh oftentimes communities have like names so for cannabis we call people cannabuzzers i don't know if you have like a name for folks that are the mass <laughs> medical strains folks but i've noticed you've got a fan following how, when <laughs> did you when do you feel like that started it seems like you are pretty early on people recognize that this was something unique
1: yeah i have no idea how that happened it's it still blows my mind that like people i don't know that i have like legit fans and all that I think it's super cool, but like, I I have no idea how it happened. I mean, I'm just doing my own thing. And like I said, I get, if there's something that I like, I get way too obsessed with it. And like, you know, I lay in bed, like I can't sleep because I'm just thinking about growing and plants. And like, I just, I'm like too excited about it all the time. So I'm like hyper-focused on like everything related to it. So I'm always like, collecting information and stuff like that and I don't know I'm like a huge nerd about it so I decided like you know what when I post stuff I'm gonna like put more of a caption and like explain what I'm doing or explain like an opinion or an experience or maybe ask questions and involve other people and try to learn even more and so through all that I guess it kind of grew like more of like a, a small community of people that are like into what I'm into as far as organic growing and unique genetics and my strains and specific or my growing techniques
2: and all that stuff. And even like photography and stuff, it all comes together. And so, yeah, I guess people just kind of found
1: that they vibe with it. You know, I'm like really big into organic growing. I won't even smoke anything if it's been grown with nutrients and stuff like that. And you know, it's just my personal experience, and if you if you're not into that, I, I don't judge, and I you know I can still be friends with you and all that. But I do like to talk about what I do and what works for me, and what seems to help a lot of other people in a lot right. of ways. So, um, just been sharing all kinds of information and genetics. You know, trying to get the most special plants that I find, trying to get them accessible to as many people as I can, because it seems to help people. Like, when I was first going pot, I was, like, you know, I felt like I was bad or as badass or I was, like, breaking rules and whatever, like, like doing something I shouldn't be doing. And, yeah, there's almost, like, some yeah. guilt to it, which would, like, sometimes would really bother me, even though I loved what I was doing. And I feel a lot better about it now because I see that it's, like, really helping people. I mean, like... You know i think like oh damn dude you're crazy you're fucking spending all your time thinking about pot and making seeds and like you know what would a normal person think about you you know and then i'm like getting these messages like hey my arthritis is like better now because i smoke star pupil and it feels good or like i can sleep at night because of your other strain like you, you know they're, right. they're always telling me that my strains are helping them like really helping improve their quality of life and i'm like damn I guess I'm not doing anything bad at all. I think I'm actually doing something good. (laughs) It's crazy. It's really cool. So like, I like that a lot. It's it's really cool to be able to actually like help people and have fun with it so much
0: at the same time. That is really cool. I noticed that you have, um, a newsletter for your fans or your, um, customers or whatever, um, when did you start the newsletter? Um, cause I'm, I'm kind of curious how you've kept in touch with, with everyone that is a big fan of your stuff.
1: Yeah. So the newsletter is kind of like an extension to Instagram because I don't want people to feel like I'm trying to sell them anything. Cause I'm really not. I'm, I'm really just trying to tell people like what I'm doing and what's yeah. available and, the newsletter is more like, all right, if if you're really into mass medical and you you want to know what's available, you don't want to miss our drops. Sometimes they sell out really fast and stuff like that. Um, or you just want to get like more information. You can sign up for the email newsletter on my website, and basically, I send out emails like a few times a week. And sometimes I do like strain highlights or. Random grow tips with like a longer description than I could put on Instagram, um, or I'll do like links to like some new podcast article, uh, podcast episodes as they come out, and then anytime we have a new seed drop coming out, I'll send out a newsletter about that, and I'll try to really describe the plant as much as I can, and describe like the whole purpose of each project, and just put like a lot more info in there than you would get on Instagram. And, you know, you can keep in touch better because sometimes Instagram, like you can get shadow banned or you can get your account deleted. I actually lost one account at like 44,000 followers. And that's when I decided, okay, I need to make a newsletter so that if I lose this, I can keep in touch with people that really want to see what I'm doing. Because, you know, it's been months now and I got a lot of my followers back, but I still get messages almost every day where people are like, Hey, it's nice to see you back. Like, I had no idea you were on here for months. Like, I thought, yeah, you just I did left. too.
2: And I'm like,
0: God thought, damn, I, like,
1: I've been I, working hard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> man, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah when so, I saw your new account, um, I was like, oh shit, he's back. You know, I was I was excited. Um, but the, yeah, back yeah no, that that <laughs> totally makes sense to set up that that line of communication that you can control, that direct line of communication with your community. And I really like what you said about I think it's really interesting that you're putting out it's not just a not just seeds, right? It's like a an ethos, a community uh vibe, a like approach to life, or whatever, and you're putting that out there, and people are picking up on it. One of the things that you mentioned that I thought I would love to, for you to ex- kind of explore is the effects you've you've mentioned over and over about the effects that you're you're looking for, and you're really a tastemaker in that sense, right? Because people are love the the same sort of effects. It seems like that you bring out. So, what are those effects that you're looking for? Yeah, so. Um, I'm
1: really, really into sativas and any kind of weed, you know, a lot of my early experiences with weed that I remember are the ones where like, you know, I wasn't just super high on the couch eating chips or or falling asleep, but it was like, you know, I would smoke something and feel a way that I've never felt before in my life or listen to music and it sounded a way that it never sounded before or maybe had some crazy types of thoughts in a different way. So when cannabis really changes your perception and, or when it makes you feel really, really good, like there's times that you smoke something and you just feel perfect. You feel like all the stress in your life never even existed. You feel like a child, like when you're just super focused on what you're doing and you're happy and you're playful and you're, you know, you want to learn about everything and stuff like that. Those types of feelings that are, you know, really euphoric, really uplifted and creative and psychedelic are the types of fe- effects that I really, really like to go for because, um, you know, you hear about them a lot in the stories of like older strains and a lot of the strains that I do work with are kind of older strains here and there, but you know, it's harder to find that stuff nowadays. And there's been a handful of times that I've smoked weed and had, like, those kinds of experiences. Like, you know, before I started growing and seeking those out specifically. But it would be like, okay, you know, one time I got train wrecked and it was really fucking wild. And one time I got green crack and it was really fucking wild. And then, you know, all the times that I smoked other weed, I don't really remember it because it was nothing special. And so it's those ones that are special that you remember, like, even one of my own strains, my prayer pupil, I still remember the first time that I ever smoked it a few years ago after I grew the first one and smoked it, and it was such a unique, super psychedelic experience, it kept me awake all night, I was probably high for, like, seven, eight hours, whatever, and it was just totally out of this world, and when you have an experience like that, you know you have a really special planet, because you don't come across that very often. So when you do, those are the main types of effects that I'm going for, that I'm trying to lock in and share with and, the world. And you found and then, that
0: your, your fans, your community, that's what they consistently, they love that that's what you bring into them. You found that that people really vibe with that. Cause that's, that's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. People absolutely love it because you know, you can easily find, you know, the wheat that's out there that there's a lot of. It doesn't matter if you go to breeder A, B, C, or D. They all have the same shit. They're all crossing with the same few elite clones. They're all crossing with the same hype strains. They're all crossing with, like, the cookies. And it's just platitudinous. There's too much of it. It's all the same. And so I'm trying to do something that's totally different, something that I find just you know, it's going to stand out as soon as you smoke it, you're like, damn, this is different than what I've been growing or what I've been smoking. And especially, like I said, I'm usually going for like the really euphoric ones, the ones that make you feel really, really good and different and mind opening and stuff like that. And people seem to love that. And then I'll also select for just like, you know, there's a lot that goes into really evaluating the the effects of them. So I'm also looking at stuff like how do you feel after you smoked it and after you're not even high anymore? Do you feel better than when you started? Do you feel drained and tired and worse than you started? Because some strains will do either one of those. And so I'm looking for stuff that you can smoke it. And then once you're not high anymore, a few hours later, you feel really good. You feel like, wow, I just had a great experience or wow, I feel back to normal, whatever it is. But If there's a plant that you smoke it and you feel groggy after, I throw that shit away because I feel like that's more harmful than beneficial. I'm trying to find stuff that is
0: uplifting and, you know, keeps away the depression, keeps away the anxiety, and just really makes people feel good. That's, uh, you know, a great thing for our time right now because a lot of people... Suffer from anxiety and depression and all sorts of mental health issues. So, it makes a ton of sense that since that's probably what is one of the most prescribed medicines, you know, pharmaceutical medicines that people get out there, it makes a lot of sense that people are appreciating that that's what you're bringing to the table with the with the cannabis that you're putting out into the world. That's really awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I'm also working on. Um, I do have some. Lines
1: that are a little bit more indica and a little bit more relaxing because some of my stuff, some of the trippy ones like the prayer pupil, that's way too strong for a lot of people, and it's actually it's too strong for me most of the time. I can only smoke that once in a while because it's that crazy. But it's a lot of fun when you're in the mood for it. Um, but I do have some stuff that's a little bit mellower and really really anti-anxiety and anti-depressing, like functional daytime stuff. Um, Like, I have the grape pupil, which is putang back-crossed to star pupil, and that's like the ultimate daytime smoke. You can smoke at any time, and it's totally anti-anxiety, and it's very
2: motivating, but then once you're not high anymore, you don't feel a crash, so it's not going to make you tired or anything like
1: that, but it's also not going to freak you out. It's like lightly psychedelic, but very, very gently. Where you're just in such a good mood and you're a little more creative and stuff like that and you know the world has a nice glow to it but you're not like out in space freaking out having a panic attack or anything like that it's i'm going for the stuff that's like mostly comfortable and the mr e and the crosses with that they're another great example of
2: that
0: interesting so i noticed on your website that you are going to some events and you've gone to some events in the past. What's that experience like as a breeder? Is it, and where I'm going with this question, when you decide to go to events, you know, because there's a billion and one events out there. So you got to pick the right ones for you. I'm curious, how do you pick those events and what are you going for? Are you going there to meet up with people that grow your stuff and that's mostly what you find comes to your booth? Is it kind of passers by? Is it a mix of both? I'm kind of curious about your. Str- your approach to going to uh these events where you can sell your seeds yeah so
1: um i never imagined even being at events like this like it was totally i you know i felt like it's out of my league or whatever i don't i don't really know how to put it but it it just felt like kind of a dream like oh i wish one day i could like you know have my stuff available at these events and then I don't know, one time I just, like, inquired to one of them. I was like, hey, what does it take to be here? And they're like, you know, nothing. You just buy a booth. It doesn't matter. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, anyone can just
2: do this? What the hell? And, like, people want my stuff already. Like, they buy it online, so I guess it would work. And so, you know, i have gone to a few events before just to, like, meet up with people, like you said. Meet up with friends from Instagram
1: or people that grow my stuff. and. So I figured, like, all right, cool, like, a few people asked me if I'm going to be at the shows, and I'm always like, no, I have no idea how to do that, and so, you know, I figured out that you can, and so I got a little crew together, and started doing them, and it's really, really cool, because, you know, there's actually a lot of people that don't want to order seeds online,
2: they just want to, like, go somewhere and get them, and I was still blown away by the fact that there is a place you can go and get them, like, These events, I don't know, I was always super paranoid going
1: to them, thinking, like, you know, it's a trap, there's going to be NARCs, blah, blah, blah. And I still, I don't go to all of them personally because, I don't know, I, I keep it pretty old school. And it's awesome that I have some really close help that, you know, they've grown all my strains, and they know me well, and they know all my stuff really well, and they can represent Mass Medical to the absolute fullest, and they can answer your questions just about as good as I can because they know the plants that well. So, you know, with their help, I'm able to actually do booths there where people can come by. And, you know, I'll stop by the events and chat up with my friends and stuff, but I'm actually not the one behind the booth. Um, it, it's just those people that I told you about. And So, it's really cool, because also, in general, like, the amount of shit that I'm busy with, it was just like, there's no way I could take, like, a whole entire weekend off, and, you know, as much as I would love to, because I could talk about plants forever and ever, which, you know, I'll stop by the event, and I end up staying way longer than I'm supposed to, because I just get wrapped up in all these conversations, and it's a blast. But, um, yeah, it's really cool. I, I always hear all the feedback, like, After the event, I'll meet up with the crew and they're always telling me like, oh, you know, this dude gave you this and this dude showed me some pictures. He said this plant was doing great outside or great under LEDs or whatever. Like I get all the feedback, which is really, really cool. So without like being the person at the booth, it's definitely the next best thing.
2: And it's just really awesome because, you know, it's cool to be able to kind of be there even though i can't like physically
1: be there all the time so picking the events we just go with like any of the events that are legal that have like you know it's an event that's in a convention center and there's all
0: yes, you know there's other breeders yeah. there
1: or there's other similar companies yeah because we actually we did one event that got raided and we literally as soon as they pulled in <laughs> we just left because yeah. they're like you know I, we, we don't want to be involved in this we we don't even want to get accused of something that that we didn't do. Like, you know, it's just not good energy. So we keep it pretty simple. We do the real events that are, you know, the knee cans, the canicons, the harvest cups, all those, um, the ones that are solid and they're safe. And it's a really good community and they're a lot of fun and there's nothing to worry about.
0: Do you guys find that the people that come up are... Some of them are passerbys and they're just like asking you, hey, what do you guys have? And people get interested and buy there on the spot. What's that experience like?
1: Yeah, it's really cool. So, all kinds of people come up. It, it depends uh, what event, too. So, there's one event uh, that we do each year that's in the Boston Commons, which is like literally outside and there's no admission fee or anything. So, you know, the public is at this event. It's not just growers. Like the conventions, you know, you, you got to buy a ticket and go in. So it means that you want to be there, but this show is like, you know, it's permitted and everything, but it's also free and it's in public. So we'll get people coming up that maybe have never grown before and they weren't even interested in growing and they'll talk to us and we'll explain, you know, answer whatever questions they have and try to explain like, you know, it's pretty easy. You plant it in dirt. If you're going indoors, you got to set some stuff up with lights and stuff. If you're going outside, you can just put it on your back porch. And, you know, some people end up picking up some seeds. Or we give out a ton of freebies. So, actually, every single pack of Mass Medical that anybody has ever bought has always come with a freebie pack. And so I kind of work my ass off on, like, just keeping up with supplying freebies. But um, we also do kinds of random specials and stuff where you can come up to the event, come up to our booth at the event, and um, if you say the phrase, grow local beans, we'll give you a free pack of seeds. And so little things like that, um, we're just trying to spread seeds to like as many people as possible, and a lot of people, you know, some people know about that and some don't, but either way, like there's always new people coming up and chatting with us, and then they end up, getting some mass medical strain seeds. And then they usually come back to us next year or next event or whenever. And they'll show us pictures or they'll give me a sample to smoke. And it's really cool. Like people have a lot of fun with it and they seem to love all the plants that have been putting out there. So it's really cool.
0: So I noticed recently, or I don't know, yeah, it was actually recently with the the PuTang, um, the Star Pupil and Tanji Cross. It's a cup winner. So you won first place in the Commonwealth Cannabis Cup. And then there was also, you were in the top 10 of uh, the High Times mag- magazine, you know, top 10 strains of 20- 2019. So what was that experience like? You've, um, I know those are two different things, but you were saying just before we started recording that you actually got them around the same time. So what's that experience been like? Have you noticed kind of like a a, a rush of... Uh, people that had never heard of you before checking out your stuff and asking you questions and just kind of curious What's that whole experience been
1: like? Yeah, for you. it was really crazy. I still can't believe it um, You know, I grew a bunch of the putang just for my personal smoke cuz like I said I, I like smoking it is it's super happy weed and It checks all the boxes and so I figured like alright, I might enter this contest with it I don't know like I think I could have grown it better, so I might not. And so I was going back and forth in my head for like probably two months as it was curing and everything. And I'm just like, do I want to enter? Do I not want to enter? Like, do I want to keep more of it so I can smoke it, or should I, you know, give them all my best buds just to have a chance at maybe placing third or something? You know, like I, I didn't know, but then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna trim it up really, really nicely and enter the contest. And what's the worst that can happen? And then, I was actually at a friend's wedding out of state, and then um, somebody texted me and was like, dude, you won, and I was like, no fucking way, like, I didn't win. And so I looked online, and like, there was nothing because they didn't post anything yet, it was like, literally, they just announced it, and then like, somebody else texted me and was like, dude, they just said mass medical strains got first place for the Kooten, and I was like, holy shit, really, like, this is real, holy fuck, and... I was just like super super excited because you know I didn't really think that I was gonna win. I knew it was like pretty damn good. I knew I did a good job on that weed, but I'm I don't know. I think I'm like super picky, so I always think I could do better or whatever. But I was like blown away by the fact that it actually won, and um, it was actually on the same day. So that was the day of the Putang drop, and. Um, so the initial Puteng drop was, like, a couple years ago, and this was my new batch, and so I, I decided to pick, like, the date of that contest for when I was going to drop the seeds, just in case if by some type of luck I won, and, you know, I was always joking about it to my friend, I'm like, dude, how crazy would it be, like, if it actually won or if it actually placed at all, like, on the day of the drop, that would be super cool, so I'm going to try it, and then it happened, and, like, people already wanted the strain because it was, like, one of my most famous and most enjoyed, I think. Um, but I guess it winning that, like, definitely stepped it up a notch because we completely sold out of all the seeds, like, in one or two days. And then each seed bank that got, like, you know, they got some a few days later or whatever, as soon as they would put it up on their site, they sold out within, like, a day, a day and a half, and then there was, like, some straggler packs that got put up late, and they sold out in, like, two hours, and it was just, like, absurd, because I made this batch of seeds, thinking, like, cool, I don't have to make more for a couple of years, like, they'll stay in stock, like, all my other stuff, I made a whole bunch of them, and then it was, like,
2: this insane rush of people, and so that was
1: on a Saturday when when we dropped the seeds, and when we found out we won the cup, like, half, half a day later, and then the next day somebody was like, Hey, check out this High Times magazine. There's your Putang in it And I was like, What do you mean Putang in it? What? And then it wasn't just that it was in the magazine, but it was like top ten strains of twenty nineteen and it was the first one that they listed and it got a double page spread and a really nice write up about Mass Medical and I was just like, How the fuck do they even know what Tang is? Like Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I don't even know these guys, like, I always thought High Times was rigged. I thought it, it was just like, happened you just paid for
0: that. That's really awesome. Yeah.
1: So, I, I was really happy not only to be in there, but also to know that it was real, like, that people just somehow get discovered and get in there and it's not just whoever pays the most money for their strain to be in there. So, I was like super, super hyped on that. So, as soon as it came out, I went to the bookstore and I bought three copies, and I'm going to frame one and put it in my grow room, but, um, yeah, I definitely noticed that, like, a few more people probably discovered Mass Medical since then, and not only discovered, but, like, the Putang, and then the Great Pupil, and even the Star Pupil, people started going crazy for them, um, so, I don't know, I, I guess, like, Them just saying, like, oh, shit, it's a cup winner, and High Times recognized it, and, you know, they see it as some form of, like, okay, this is a real strain, this is a really good strain, this is something that I gotta have, and, like I said, there was already a lot of people that wanted them before, so, you know, they would have sold anyways, but a little bit slower, and, I guess, like, those two things happening, back to back, really, like, pushed it further, so... It's really crazy now. I'm just trying to keep up with, like, the demand on it. I'm trying to make new batches and bigger batches and stuff like that. Um, Because, you know, I know it's, like, one of my most healing plants, so that's why I released it again anyways. But now it's, like, so many people want it, which is really cool. I just got to figure out how to make it that they can all enjoy it. They can all get some soon.
0: So, um, separate from these strains that are super well known and sought after when you come up with something new and different, what's that release experience kind of like, is it, is it still similar to the experiences that you've been talking about so far in the sense that people are really excited about them and they're just interested in whatever you've got or, uh, or is, do you have to kind of like promote them a little bit to, to kind of get that momentum going?
1: It's funny because it's a little of both, and I never know what it's going to be until the day of the drop, because I'm always posting on Instagram about, like, whatever I'm working on and whatever's coming soon and whatever I'm growing, and people generally seem to be interested in all of it, and then when I drop a new strain, sometimes it sells out like crazy, like, not as fast as the putang in, like, you know, a day when it's, like, a whole stock, but um there have actually there's been a couple
2: that like you know I've sold way more than expected
1: in one day or like you know they go up on the seed bank and 10 minutes later they're sold out and I'm just like what the hell like why that's crazy and then there's other times when I'll release something and it's like oh nobody really you know a few people got it not that not as many as I expected but and then they sell very slow and I'm just like all right what is it about that strain that like people don't really care or maybe I didn't show enough of it or talk about it enough and then with those ones it's like once people start growing them and talking about them and experiencing them then they pick up like crazy so I I don't know maybe it's just on my part that I didn't really like share enough information about it beforehand but I do have a few like pretty obscure uh plants which like move a little bit more slowly because I don't know I'm pretty honest with my description. So I've had some where I'm just like, yeah, you're not going to like this unless you're looking for something that tastes like burnt plastic. And then I know it's like, all right, no one's buying it. But you know, (laughs) I want to tell them what it is because it's, it's something crazy and unique. And then some people are like, dude, burnt plastic, that's fucking gnarly. I want that. I want to see what that's like. And then, you know, four or five months later, they're like, holy shit, dude lamb's pupil is fucking crazy I love that like I've never seen weed like that in my life thank you and you know it's, it's really cool so there's you know there's some stuff that moves really fast and there's some that goes slow and then a lot of it's mostly just kind of pretty steady so I try to make as big of a batch as I can of everything just so that it kind of stays around for as long as possible and as yeah. many people can experience it as possible and I'm always working on new projects, so I don't really want to remake something over and over again when I can, like, focus on the new creations that I'm working with and hunting new things and testing new things. And everything I release, by the way, is, like, super hardcore tested, um, which I really think should be the norm, but unfortunately not everyone is testing, like, their new stuff, which I don't really understand, but, um, you know, I'll grow a whole bunch of them. And test them super hard for stability, and you know, see what their sensitivities are. Make sure that it kind of lives up to like the standards that I have in general. Just like that, it's a dependable plant, and it's gonna be something super special, and all that. And I'll give them to other people to do the same. And if I get feedback where they're like, "Hey, do you have any more seeds of that? I, like, I loved it. I want to grow it again." Or, "Hey, I kept a keeper. It's awesome. I'm gonna fill a room with it." When I hear stuff like that, I know I did a good job. And if somebody's like, hey, you know, like, I found some seeds in it when it was done, and, like, the flavor's weird, and it's not that strong. Like, if I get weird feedback like that from more than one person, then I know, like, all right, it's probably junk. I got to grow it again and see, but, like, you know, that's not the type of thing I'd want to release. So I usually just throw shit out if it's nothing special. But, um. Just advice in general, like if you want to get into uh, putting seeds out for people, whether it's free or whether you want to sell them, you should really test them out and like make sure that it's something special and it's unique and it's going to be dependable. Because the last thing you want to hear is that you know you screwed up somebody's crop with the Hermy or something like that. So
0: right, actually, I like that you went in the direction of, of tips for breeders, cause I was actually, I was gonna ask you a question. So you've, you had a pretty amazing moment where you found this amazing plant. Like you said, it's your star pupil that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, for others that are, that wanna get started um, or maybe someone is thinking about becoming a breeder, what would you suggest to them if they wanna kind of find the exciting genetics for them? Do you think it's cool to just pick up some um, different strains that folks like? Maybe someone likes some of your stuff and crosses it with something else that they're really stoked on? Or should they go out and try to find something completely different? Or how do you think folks should approach finding that strain for for them?
1: So uh, when I'm looking for seeds to buy and seeds to grow, like from other breeders, The thing that I look for is effect, because that's what I'm interested in. So I'll look for breeders that describe the effects of their plants, and I'll try to find something that sounds interesting to me. And then besides that, um, very important is the actual genetic lineage of the strain or of the cross or whatever it is. So, you know, I would tell people to look for something that's different and unique you know don't go for like the gelato sherbet cookies og Thames and sours like that stuff is everywhere everybody has it and you know you could run a thousand of those you might not find something that's different that's that different from what's out there already you'll find good plants for sure but you're not going to find like you know the next star pupil you're just going to find the next sour diesel s1 or something you know something that everybody has in some form already so um i would say like go into something more funky than that um you know getting seeds from people who have been collecting them for a long time is always a good bet if you have the luxury or you have like you know friends connections whatever um don't be afraid to grow random seeds random shit people give you um and then look into stuff that's more like land race based. I love to go back to like, you know, a pure Pakistani,
2: a pure Afghani, Thai, Jamaican, Colombian, Mexican, all stuff like that. Where, you know, if the name of the strain is a country, you know, you're headed
1: somewhere special. Um, because, you know, if, if you can find more pure genetics that are not like super polyhybrids, you're likely to find something more unique. But whatever it is that you're growing, I mean, you don't have to take any of that advice. That's just what I would say. But whatever yeah. it is that you're growing, the, the really most important thing is that you like it. And you like it for you. You don't like it for somebody else. You like what it does. You like how you feel when you smoke it. And you have a special connection with that plant. And even if you think no one else is going to like it, chances are other people will like it anyways. That's what I've learned because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, like, every single human on this earth is equal. And, like, you know, some people, I don't know, look down on themselves or they don't think they're, like, as special as, like, a real breeder or a more experienced grower or whatever it is. Like, there's really no levels to this. We're all the same. We're all people. We're, like, I don't know. Our experiences are all equally valuable and valid so like if you like something there's a really really good chance that a shitload of other people on this planet are going to love it too so i just tell people like go with your gut and with your heart and like what you feel is a good plant and if any of my plants are that for you you like them that much i would be honored and happy to see you breed with them so I always encourage people, you know, if, if you like my strains, breed with them, keep them going, cross them, make them even more unique in your own way, whatever it is you want to do. If you have a, a vision, you know, make that vision happen, have fun with it. And, you know, the most I can ask is that you're, that you give credit to like the lineage, you know, if you make a cross with like star pupil and you cross it with your, whatever it is, you know, say that it's star people across with your plant and I'm cool with it, you know, there's, there's no rules, people who try to make up rules like that, they're insane, I don't know, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about anyone, I, I understand that when you put work into stuff, you can get a little possessive over it, but, you know, anything that I put in a lot of work to, and then I put it out into the world, I understand that like people are going to do whatever they want with that and it would be foolish to even try to stop anyone, but it's also very selfish to try to stop anyone because, you know, somebody else breeding with one of my strains, they might create something even better or they might create something that, you know, they could create the next Pu Tang. They could make something that saves a couple people's lives who smoke it a few times because they get such like a perspective shift. and whatever it is, like, if I were to try to stop that, that would be the worst thing I could do. So I encourage it. And I think every single breeder should really think about that and, you know, encourage their best plants being spread forward and doing good things with them. And a lot of times people will say, like, hey, I want to become a breeder and this and that. And, you know, how do I launch my brand? And those ways of thinking, like, don't work for me because, you know, I never called myself a breeder until people started calling me a breeder. And then I kind of realized like, oh yeah, I guess I am breeding. I I literally just saw it as like, I'm taking the special plants that I like and I'm, you know, working with them and making seeds and trying to like, you know, I mean, I was breeding, but I just didn't see it that way. And I didn't see it as a brand, even as it became a brand, I didn't, see it that way. It was more of doing what I'm doing. And that seems to resonate with people. And so I tell other people, like, you know, nobody becomes a breeder on purpose. People become a breeder because they love breeding. And then they they realize like, oh shit, this is the seat that I'm in. Like I'm a breeder now and, you know, it, it just kind of happens. I think a lot of the breeders that people look up to got into it the same way like they were just making you know trying to preserve something or making crosses for fun or even by accident or whatever it is so you know don't don't look at it as like I want to be a breeder be like look at it more of like I want to work with plants that I enjoy and make something special and stuff like that and you know go from there
0: right yeah I think um what you've really I've come away with is like you're like a taste maker, right? And you're saying, you know, find those tastes that you you like, you know, uh, or those effects or whatever it is that you're that you're looking for, and follow those. And you're gonna, in your case, you've been able to create a following of people that appreciate those similar things. You also put out content you put out you like you said earlier you've got photography that looks awesome you've put out um, podcasts on soundcloud you put out a lot of information out there into the world and just content in general from mass medical strains and it creates a whole it's much bigger than just you know packs showing up on a seed banks website and so I think that's really cool. And I totally get, I've have a much better understanding now of why people are so hyped awesome, on my mass medical yeah, yeah. So I like, appreciate your time, man. Like, today.
1: I'm not just trying to sell shit. It's more like I'm having a lot of fun over here. And actually like one of my favorite things, yeah. honestly, is like teaching people how to grow, even if they're starting from scratch and they've never grown, or maybe they have, and they want to learn more. Like I love, to just like help people in the ways that I was helped when I started and people gave me advice. And, you know, some of it came from my intuition, but a lot of it came from knowledge that I got from other people. And so to be able to kind of like pass it forward and then see it help people and the same with the plants, like the, the strains that I put out there when they can help people is like super, super special. And a lot of people have been really benefiting from switching over to organic growing and, you know just kind of easing some of the symptoms of whatever problems they're dealing with and it's really really cool stuff so i'm i'm happy that i kind of you know that people
0: are able to learn something or get something out of like something that i'm just like too obsessed with over here (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I, i i totally hear you on that one for sure well um let's give some information to the folks that are listening about where they can cool. find um, more about so you, maybe Instagram, where they can follow you. on My
1: username is Strains 2 uh, My website is massmedicalstrains.com. And if you go to the website, there's a link to a podcast. There's, um you know, you can click to get to my Instagram from there. You can sign up for the newsletter and, I definitely recommend signing up for the newsletter just because it'll keep you informed and up to date on the stuff I mentioned before. And you'll get like some content that you won't find on Instagram. Like on Instagram, you can't use certain words or you'll very easily get banned and stuff. So I never actually talk about things being for sale. I might say like, find it at, you know, blah, blah, blah website. But I can't say like, you know, this will be for sale or that will be, Whatever, I have to keep it pretty discreet on Instagram. But on emails, you know, I can like explain stuff more and be more like direct and just, you know, tell people what's going on and put all kinds of, you know, you can even click on links on emails versus on Instagram, you can't really click on anything. So sometimes I'll even share articles from like other websites or news or whatever and, right. you know, give my take on it and then say, here, click here to read the article, click here to listen to podcast blah 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 um so those are the main things and then the website um tells you like our upcoming shows that we'll be at so you can find us if you're in massachusetts or maine or anywhere around here you'll be able to go to like the local events and pick up stuff in person but if not you can check out um the seed banks which are linked on massmedicalstrains.com you click on the seeds page and it'll tell you where you can find our seeds. And we have all kinds of, you know, feminized, regulars, back crosses, all kinds of cool projects I've been working on. And a lot of them go fast. So it's good to keep
2: um, checking on the seed banks. And if you see something that you want, um,
1: you should probably grab it pretty fast because a lot of times, you know, once it sells out, I don't always make more because I'm usually working on like the next project and the next project already and I'm only one person, and I would never change that. You know, I don't want to be a team. I want to have it all be, like, what I'm doing and hands-on and stuff. So things are pretty limited, but I do my best to try to make them as available as possible for everybody.
0: Awesome. And I wanted to give you a shout-out for... um being on cannabis, you were uh, saying about Instagram and I wanted to thank you for uh, mass medical strains being on cannabis. Uh, You guys are up there on uh, mass medical strains as well. Um, You guys joined um, pretty early on, which I appreciated. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate it, mass medical. Uh, I had a really good time. hearing your story and hearing how you got into breeding and I think that you gave some good information here that will help um, some folks out so I appreciate
1: it. It was a great time chatting and you know I look forward to seeing the future episodes that you put out I really like the first few so definitely keep it up. Best of luck with everything on the show.
0: Thanks man I appreciate that. Thank you once again to Mass Medical for his time today, for, uh, for his generous time for the interview. We had I had a blast, and I hope you guys uh, learned a lot from this interview. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Opticulier and Cannabuzz. Check out Cannabuzz on whatever uh, app platform you use, uh, iOS or Android, or you can check us out online at cannabuzz.app optic foliar check them out at opticfoliar.ca, or where you can uh, buy their products on amazon otherwise we will see you in the future if you have any uh ideas or people that you think we should interview hit me up and uh, email me at sam at i'd love to hear your ideas and i'd love to uh, get some awesome people on the show thank you so much guys and gals have a great one